Free BG. What? Free BG. What? What? Free BG. What? Free BG. What? Free BG. Brittany Griner saga continues. The Brittany Griner All Star Center for the Phoenix Mercury. She played basketball at Baylor University. And I remember hearing about uh, Brittany Griner when she was a high school senior. It was a big story. 6'8", she was dunking, going to Baylor, got on a national map, won one national championship. She's won some WNBA championships. She's played overseas, accomplished on the Olympic team. You know the rest of the story. Yeah, she's no joke. But nevertheless, she's in Russia playing pro ball. For those of you that don't know, many WNBA players, they play basketball all year round. Due to the extremely lower salaries in the WNBA, many of them have to go play overseas. Israel, Russia. Yeah, Turkey. Some play in Spain, right? Well, some make up to a million dollars a year yeah. playing overseas. Absolutely. And that's why Brittany Griner's in Moscow. Uh-huh. She's played in the Russian pro team for the last five years where they make much more money. But nevertheless, February 17th, she was in the airport. They got the sniffing dogs. They saw the vape cartridges. And in Russia, of course, that's illegal. In this country, she's taking it for medicinal uh, purposes. But again, Moscow is not the United States. She's arrested, put in jail, been there ever since. And there's been all this chatter back and forth. So the first question is, what if this was LeBron James? I think we got to ask it a different way. In other words, if LeBron James was on vacation in Moscow and was caught with the vape cartridges, would there be more or less outrage? You are now listening to the podcast for your punk ass with Dave D.C. Ken. So the question is, if he was on vacation or if there's any other male star on vac- well on vacation in Moscow, caught for the same crime what people don't understand about this whole affair this is nothing but political theater and leverage forget about justice forget about what's right what's wrong this is where Putin takes full advantage of the situation period yeah that's exactly what it is right right? so you go to their court she pleaded guilty Uh uh-huh she had a player says she's a great person. You go, this, that's just a show, and it, that's just a show for the Russians. That's all that is is a show, right? That we have a justice system and, and we're fair. Forget about that. That's nothing but a show. But what really is behind this game is the prisoner exchange. That's what this game is all about. Yeah, but is it an even swap? Is what you got? So, ask, for example. Right? Trevor Trevor Reed did three years in prison, was exchanged for a convicted drug dealer named Constantine Uh Yoroshenko, who was doing time in Connecticut. Okay. This is how this works. Okay. So we have Brittany Griner and there's another, uh, another, another prisoner, Paul Whelan, Uh a former Marine has been in prison in Russia since 2018 for allegedly spying. Okay, yeah, that. So yeah. essentially what they're trying to do is get Griner and Whelan back home. Yes. But this is what I mean about leverage. Okay? So again, there's two individuals who the Russians are been identified. And this is where the rubber beats the road, folks. The first one, his name is Victor Bout, B-O-U-T, an international arms dealer. 
okay? He's serving 25 years in prison. Now, here's, he's a former Soviet Air Force officer, better known as the Merchant of Death. He sold weapons to Al-Qaeda, to Taliban, sold weapons in African Civil Wars. There's a film named after him. There's a film called The Lord of War. He was arrested in Bangkok on a sting, extradited to U.S. Uh, judicial system. The Russians opposed. It didn't matter. He sold weapons to kill Americans. That's his agenda. He makes no bones about it. He's called the Merchant of Death. Okay. Okay, so yeah. he's been on the list. <laughs> All right, let's be honest. He's on the list. He's on the list, yeah. So I read a piece by Rob Zach, Zacharizowitz in the USA Today. Former DEA, an article's titled, I Helped Capture Russia's Merchant of Death. We must not swipe, swap him for Brittany Griner. And all the comments in the piece said the same thing. National security risk. She shouldn't have had vapes. She, why is she in Russia? And all these other crazy responses. So he's saying this is a national security issue. If you let Victor Bout goes, he'll go right back to business killing Americans. So now everybody wants to be self-righteous now in a national security world. See? Now, when they was during the Iran-Contra in the 80s, when they were selling crack cocaine to fund wars in Nicaragua, where's all the self-righteous indignation? When the police kill black people, like the brother in Akron, where's the self-righteous indignation? This is the article from, uh, from Zach. He says this, If we cave to political deal-making, we reduce the righteousness of our legal system. Righteousness of our legal system? Are you serious? And, in effect, belittle our rule of law to the political stunts of Putin and his kangaroo courts. Well, this is the game. But, again, righteousness of our legal system? Are you serious? That's ridiculous. Let's stop the nonsense. Okay? The reality is, this is what's going to happen. They're going to make the exchange... The Russians are going to get bout home, and that's just how it's going to go down. There's no other way. But that's what I mean. This is all about leverage. You see? But there's also another Russian they want to get. His name is Valery Seleznev, son of a Russian lawmaker. Yeah, this is the one who is the cyber criminal, Dave, the one that hacked into all the places. Okay. Target, he, right? bought and, he bought and sold millions of credit cards. Yes. He's also hacked into Target, yes. Neiman Marcus. Mm -hmm. He's a major Russian cyber criminal where there's, no much, there's not much punishment in Russia for cyber criminals. He worked for Russian intelligence. All right, so he's in jail right now serving 20, he's serving 27 years in prison. Master hacker, massive credit card, and identity theft. So the fear is if you take these guys, bring them back, they're going to go right back to what they do best. Cyber criminal for, uh, cyber criminal for Zeleznev and Bout will go back to continuous selling arms to people who want to kill Americans. See, this is not what they're saying in the news, folks. This is the political theater right here. In other words, United States say, listen, we got some other guys. We got a Sergey in Baltimore who, who jaywalked. We got another guy in New Orleans for disorderly conduct. We'll exchange those two for those two. Putin's saying, hell nah. This is not how that works, son. 
We want Bout, the Merchant of Death, and we want Zeleznev now. But before that exchange happens, we're going to do what? Have this kangaroo court, have her plead guilty, play this game, and that's all. it's all about what? Putin showing his power. That's what all this gets down to. It's a show. It's a game. It doesn't have to take this long, but I believe the hesitancy on the United States part is the two individuals that are in prison here who the Russians want to be brought home. That's the bottom line, folks. So Biden needs to just go ahead, step up, make the exchange, and keep it moving. Because the longer this goes, the more credibility he loses, and the Russians, are in the, they're in the driver's seat. She pleaded guilty. The Whalen guy pleaded guilty. They're in prison. They're in jail. They ain't going nowhere. No, and there's no, there's no appeal system in the Russian court system either. No do-overs. No. None of that other stuff. Not at all. They are guilty Americans. Yep. So again, the fear is now, do other countries start arresting Americans and doing the same type of deal? If you do this with Bout, then this has happened to other countries. Well, you can't worry about that right now. What the Americans, what they should do, boycott Russia. Don't go there for vacation. Don't play ball over there anymore. I wonder if any WNBA players are going back to Russia to play. But again, it gets down to individual decision, and they throw that money out at you. You can make a million dollars hooping. I know we did to your girl last year. It's unfortunate, but you can make $1 million hooping in Russia. The same money you can't make in the United States. So now you can take the righteous stand and be like, you know what? For what you did to BG, I will never play in Russia. But I can also see how folks would say yes, just like the Live Tour in golf. This tour is funded by Saudi billionaires. Saudi Arabia is not the beacon of democracy, folks. And I'm being nice. You see what I mean? It's just not. But they are giving all types of money for golfers to come play. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson. Because the bottom line, it's money. Now, 9-11 folks were upset because why? Most of the folks on those planes were Saudi Arabian nationals. Now, again, this is a, this is a big question now. Did the government know about it? Yes or no? Can you blame the government? In other words... If 10 Americans go out tomorrow and commit a terrorist act, can you blame Biden? That's what the that's what the survivors 9-11 are saying, right? These were Saudi nationals in some way or form in conjunction with the Saudi government was involved in 9-11. Again, hard to prove. But I just gave you a counterpoint, right? In other words, you have the white terrorist acts in this country. Can we link that to the Republican Party, like the guy in Buffalo? Or is this a lone wolf, individual, white supremacist, white nationalist? But nevertheless, that's what happens. So again, will we see WNBA players turning down the Russian money because what happened to BG? That's a tough one, but I see why many might say yes, because the money. Here's a million dollars to play one season in Moscow. You see what I'm saying? And of course, they would say, well, don't don't be like BG. All you got to do is follow the law, and there's no problem. So we have to keep an eye on that. But that's what this is all about. It's all about power and leverage. And Putin is joined every single second of this. Anytime he could dis or dismiss the United States, he is winning. He loves this to his core. There's no doubt about it. See, I keep it in the tight surveillance, man. That's why I'm 
time wearing these bummy clothes. He had to make sure a dude had his payroll before I made my move. They need the free BG and anybody who's still locked up for weed. Showtime is the Apollo Drago vs. Creed. It can return to Red October, but that's make-believe. So you know the earth always revolves around race. State of mind across the planet, subject to debate. This hate-based discrimination in Sesame Place. Cause hell hath no jury when heaven is scorned. And once everybody's gone, there's nobody to warn. The way the CIA planted guns and crap. Check I put on by Papa John, the bomb of black. So they made a mockery out of democracy. More than short stops come from democracies. But speaking about control and power, this is my third football season in the SEC, folks. And and living here two years is nothing like it. I went to a game last year. I sat in the president's booths. The stadium is packed. There's no doubt about football is the one and only sport down here. The University of Football, the University of Florida has a great track team. They won a national championship. No parades. Because they finished the season in the summer, no one knows about it. But in football, it's a whole different ball game. So this week, we have what's called SEC Media Day in Atlanta, where the coaches go up and talk about the season, whatever else is on their mind. And many people say, I think we're 44 days away from football in Florida. That's how serious this is, folks. Nevertheless, we also see this is year one of name, image, and likeness, the NIL. Now, many people thought it would destroy college sports. For example, if you have a football team, 10 people are getting paid, the other 75 aren't getting paid, they might not play hard, which is complete, utter nonsense. There's no evidence of that. None at all. Okay? But nevertheless, we see now that players are having some degree of control. So Lane Kiffin gets to the podium, and again, he starts yapping. Lane Kiffin was an or is is an average coach at best. Nevertheless, the Rebels won 10 games, and now he's a star. So he, too, like Nick Saban, goes in on Texas A&M. They're paying players. According to Kiffin, we need a salary cap in college football because the teams with the most money, most resources, dig it Alabama, dig it Texas A&M, will get the best players and we can't compete. Yeah, but he thinks that the coaches should be involved in all the NIL deals. So they have some sense of control about what's going on. What Kiffin is afraid of is saying that the boosters are making NIL deals with the recruits. Yeah. So now you're a recruit. Your day will give you fifty thousand dollars to sell, you know, to sell uh, sweat, to sell hoodies. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. I arrive on campus, but somehow I don't get along with my coaches. But the boosters hooked me up with this deal. So according to Kiffin, what's going to happen? We also know there's the transfer portal. If I don't like my coach and my team, I'm out of here. I don't lose any time. I transfer from Florida to Florida State, and I start playing. Yeah. Better atmosphere. Yeah, but wherever you are, however you look at it, it's still basically about control. Prior to the 1970s, when you had a scholarship, it was a four-year guaranteed scholarship. Mm -hmm. That gave the player more control. Yes. Hey, coach, I got a test. I might be a little late today. Hey, coach, you know what? I'm going to go to this talk by a black power 
black power advocate. I'll be back later. They said, we ain't having that. So we're going to switch it to one-year contracts, which gave the coach control. If you don't like what's going on here, I'm going to cut you, and I won't re-sign your scholarship. So all Kipler's talking about is control, period. Yeah, as well as the fear of losing that control as well, Dave. You know? That's what NIL is all about. Uh-huh. So again, we saw in football, we saw in all the major sports, there was no upheaval. There was no mutiny on the teams. The stadiums were still packed. The players were getting paid. You don't know how much. You don't even know which player had NIL. You just focused on the game in the first place. But the fear is that Alabama, A&M, Texas, Oklahoma with large boosters and unlimited resources can get the top talent. So according to Kiffin and Nick Saban, they're blaming Jumbo Fisher for what? Buying all the talent. And he's saying this has been going on for years. Let's stop all the nonsense. You're just mad Nick Saban because for the first time in who knows how long, I have the number one recruiting class in football. I got all the five-star guys. You see what I'm saying? So Nick Saban's crying like a baby. You see? So I cannot wait when Jumbo Fisher's Texas A&M takes on Alabama. Now I'm sounding like folks down in Florida, folks. I can't wait for a game that's like six, seven weeks (laughs) away. Because there's going to be so much animosity between these two former friends. That's how competitive this football is down here, folks. That's what this is all about. SEC football. In fact, Kiflin took a dig at the Big Ten. Do you know since 1998, only Ohio State's the only Big Ten team to win two nat- to win a national championship in 2002 and 2014. That's it, one. So he's saying, you know what? I don't care if USC and UCLA goes to the Big Ten. End of the day, it's SEC football every day and all day. The Big Ten is a fraud. Y'all can't beat us. Right, twelve out of the fourteen with twelve out of fourteen winners were SEC schools. That's amazing when you think about it, because they're just blowing all the conferences off the map. You know, so we're not even fretting the Big Ten. We no. have our own thing going on here in the SEC. Yeah, and Clippers gonna let the world know about it. Uh-huh. That your boy Jumbo Fisher is allegedly buying off players. We need a salary cap. How can Ole Miss compete with Alabama and Texas A&M when they have billions, millions? And millions of dollars. Well, guess what, Lincoln? I ain't crying over you because guess what? Coaches are making millions of dollars. Whether your team win or loses, you eating. So for all these years, Saban, Kiffin, these folks have made millions of dollars while these players went home with no money. Injuries, didn't graduate. So I'm not going to cry one tear for Nick Saban. I'm not crying one tear for Lane Kiffin. This is the world we are in. Get used to it. Stop complaining. And I'm out. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And subscribe to the show on iTunes. Because we're going to bring you another podcast with your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible. Because without you, the dark brown shades of my skin. There would only be us. Only add color to my tears. Oh, oh. That splash against my hollow bones. 
I'm black. 